Welcome to Primary Attribute, where a Castle and Crusades actual play podcast. My name is Ian. I'm the Castle Keeper, or Game Master, as it's known in a lot of other systems, and I use they, them pronouns. Hi, my name's Adam. I play as Vons. He's the free little foxfolk alchemist who uh, just turned level five. We both use he, him pronouns. I'm Aaron. I play Ericene. I use she or they pronouns. Ericene uses she, her pronouns. Ericene is like this girl who has knife skills and uh, did not lap everyone on this last level up. <laughs> I'm Kelly and I play Wealthy Taylor, uh, the halfling wizard, and we both use she, her pronouns, and I too have leveled up. And I'm Wit. I play Grix, the kobold delusionist slash mechanic. Uh, we both use he, him pronouns. And uh, in leveling up, uh, Grix has a, uh, a little uh, uh, practical joke planned. We'll get to that. Oh, God, I'm so excited. Oh, my God. <laughs> you should rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice when you get a chance. It helps people find us. It makes us feel good about ourselves. You should do it for every other podcast you listen to as well. Aaron, I believe there is no recap. <laughs> uh, we worked on leveling up. And they finished and everything, I think. <laughs> in in some ways, yes. But yeah, so uh, what did leveling up Santa get for everybody? <laughs> Ericene got one hit point and an addition of one to her bonus to hit. So now her bonus to hit is two, which is very exciting. And I think that's all that Ericene got. All right. Well, he got three to hit, three to her um, AC. Hmm. And um, I'm getting a bunch of new spells, but I haven't figured out which ones yet because spell... Um, writing is not going well, although Professor Jenkins' scrying spell is going much better. And um, at this point, I'm wondering whether or not Julia and I are even going to make it. I mean, you know, it's a deep breath bothering us. I did. I did spend oh. Julia's rolls. <laughs> so I know. <laughs> uh, Grix. Uh, Grix uh, got one hit point. Uh, so I'm up to six now, which means that yeah i'm I'm still a one-hit wonder potentially um i got a level three spell we won't worry about that quite yet though and uh i can sense illusions better now nice Vons. i'm still looking over what i got on my sheet here uh vons uh vons got the scrawlings of a madman by which i mean himself to learn some sort of new concoction as the castle keeper realizes, they did not send you <laughs> their level concoction list. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> so you have something nebulous there. Mm-hmm. And I know you got some HP. Yeah, I got a little more HP. Got uh, got a got a brewery finished. So yeah. we've got a nice home base to hang out at. Class feature brewery. Yeah. All right. Everyone leveled. Yeah. Adam, do you happen to remember how much HP Vaughn's got? No. Just enjoy the bizarre. I know he's up to 23 team. now. Yeah. Yeah, that. <laughs> so 23 minus what he had before. It's so hard about it. <laughs> One of us has to remember exactly how much he had before. <laughs> Shant. Yeah. But all right. So speaking of Vaughn's HP, though. Hey, Vaughn's, I rolled for all of your nightmares during the time skip. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be fine <laughs> definitely 
So your new HP total is 23, you say? Yes. That may become relevant. Mm-hmm. All right. So you listened to our last episode or two. We're still in the process of editing them. You will know the broad strokes of what happened with people choosing to do different things as they leveled up. But Vons's nightmares did not feature because Vons was not, you know, actively trying to give himself nightmares <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why. They only hurt you. But so Vons, from the time that we, we left our, our erstwhile heroes, at least being fully on camera, you have another couple nights of restful sleep. On the third night, though, you hear the ocean again? You don't see anything. It's all darkness. But the ocean sounds almost far off, except for the sound of rushing wind. And then the ocean sounds closer and closer, and then you wake up. You make it a couple more days. Maybe things are working out. And then you get sound again. And this time you see something. The world is twisting and tumbling in your vision. You have this vague sense that you're falling, though you don't have any like touch sensation of it. You just know from the way your vision is swimming around and the fact that you can see your flailing limbs. And you're basically turning between an ocean that looks almost pitch black except for the crests of the waves. Black stones, that same far off, but uh, that same black crushed gravel beach and occasionally looking upwards and seeing the sky full of clouds that swirl with white and grays and black in an endless shifting pattern with no shadows between the clouds. And then you wake up. How you doing, buddy? You're, uh, you're really selling me on this ground concept here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whew, that was poetic. <laughs> I'm so glad I can help. <laughs> Don't worry. For a while, things seem better, though. You don't have any dreams for almost two weeks. You think you might be through it. No sounds, no visuals, nothing like that. You almost feel like you can relax. And then the dreams happen again. You are falling again, except in your vision, you can see the water getting closer and closer and closer. And you can't hear anything. You're pretty sure you feel yourself yelling an alarm, and you can't hear that. You can't even feel it in your chest quite. And then you smash into the water while looking upwards. And the water closes over your vision as you plunge down into the depths. But this time you wake up and everything is okay. You don't cough up any water. You don't twist your ankle. You, you make it out. You get one night of restful sleep. And then it happens again. Though you do keep the visions away this time. You just hear waves and then the sound of water covering your ears and that echoey almost silence of being underwater but as things grow as you go too deep and things grow dark you wake up and you're like okay maybe this time i mean it was two days between that one and this one but clearly this one will be yeah the day <laughs> the day after the next you have a dream again they seem to be coming on faster now you're not quite sure why and I imagine you're not resting very well at this point. But this time, the, uh, the visions are different. The sound is different. And more importantly, you can feel everything. As you finish tumbling down a slope covered in soaking wet leaf litter, in mud, in stones, and in stumps and branches and twigs and leaves, and you smash into the bottom of a small, narrow ravine, more of an erosion wash than anything else in the soil, 
In a dark forest, under that shifting sky, you still hear the sound of rain around you. And as you pick yourself up, your ankle throbbing with pain, you remember where you are, because this is where you were falling last time the creature was chasing you. You push yourself up, I assume, <laughs> your hands plunging into the freezing water of this little creek, and you think you might have a moment, though you don't know how far behind you that creature is, or maybe you lost it. What do you do? The ravine slopes down one direction along with the water and goes upwards in the other. Or you can try to scramble out, though the slope is steep and wet and covered in rotting vegetation, making it difficult to climb. So this sounds a bit like the slippery slope fallacy. Um, <laughs> so what? what's below Vaughn's? You're standing at the bottom of a small ravine with a creek running, I guess, mm. just over your feet. <laughs> Is it cold? Yes, it's frigid. Mm. It doesn't sound nice. Nope, it's not too deep. Where's the creek going? It's running down that little ravine on a downslope, overgrowth and bushes and everything. Make it so you can't see further than, you know, like 30 feet. Okay, but this water's going down. Yeah, but it's going downslope. And the ravine does seem to continue in that direction. You just can't barely see the bottom. And can I see what it's running from? What the source looks like? Uh, it's running from uphill, but you can't see far enough through the forest to see if there's a spring immediately there or something like that. Hmm. Well, uh, having a look at my... Um... Oh, Vaughn's is pretty agile. Mm-hmm. Um, has good movement, dexterity's high. I imagine he might be able to scramble his way out of the ravine, but I'm not sure that the ravine has anything better outside of it than inside of it. It does seem to have bought you a few seconds on that creature that was, you know, two steps behind you, but you don't know how long that will last. Yeah, I think he's going to start moving... Uh, I guess we're picking upstream or downstream. Mm -hmm. um, let's move downstream. All right. Because that will carry scent down with them. Yeah. You start running downstream. You make it to... So there's bushes growing out of the side of this little dirt ravine. Fancy ditch, basically. <laughs> and as you duck under the first one and look back just a bit because you have to turn your shoulders to fit through, you see that humanoid creature covered in shadow slide down the side of the ravine and land on its feet at the bottom and it starts moving your way. Can it see me? Given the way it was moving with purpose and the fact that you could see it, yes, you would guess so. Okay. You can make a dexterity check to try to move through this stuff as quickly as you can. Yeah, I think what works best is to try and lose it in the foliage. Okay. So just kind of putting distance on it and going through the more bramble-covered parts of the mm -hmm. ravine and basically hoping it gives up once it loses sight of you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So what do I roll to try to attempt this? Roll a dexterity check. So this time, we're adding a new level, five, mm -hmm. to the dexterity of plus one. I, I'm lucky to be the first person who gets to do that. Okay. Okay, I rolled a 16. All right. So we're adding six to 16. All right, you succeed by a nice margin. Much like the last time you were in these woods, 
old instincts that you keep closer to the surface than a lot of fox folk, but that exist somewhere in the core of all of them and in the core of any creature that has ever been hunted kick in. And you are scrambling, you are diving through these brambles, you are getting scraped up, your fur is getting tugged, you are slipping and sliding on things, but you are not stopped. And you think you manage to make much better time as the creature behind you does not appear to be as agile and you hear, you know, crashing through the brush and stomping on it and the snapping of branches. But it does seem to be getting a little further away. Vons, make a wisdom check. Okay. Let's see. Oh, that's another 16 on the die. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> it rolled over all the way, I promise. Um, where is... So wisdom's plus zero, but we're adding five to 16. That doesn't sound so bad. That's 21. All right. Vons, you break through some brush, and very suddenly the ravine ends, as does the ground. But you manage to skid to a stop. You actually end up, you know, sitting back on your butt as your paws slide out, and one of them reaches the very edge of what sure seems like a cliff, and you kick a rock from the little creek and see it tumble over the side into nothingness. You can hear the ocean again. You're on one of those high black cliffs above the ocean. The ocean has never been a particularly comforting sound to Vons. No, especially not these days. But yeah, so... You do know from the sound in your sensitive ears that that creature is still approaching behind you. But I'm on a cliff. You are. Is there a... Hmm, is there any foliage nearby? Um, you just came through kind of a like a weeping willow, but not actually, you know, an overhanging tree that drapes its branches down into the creek. The leaves don't look great, and you, you wonder how much the sky helps these things, but it does appear to be alive, and it is there for potential use. Does it look like it would provide ample coverage? Potentially, but it wouldn't be very strong coverage. Basically, it'd be easy for the thing to push its way through it, but visually you could go and kind of get yourself up on the trunk and up in the nestle yourself in the middle of those hanging branches, and you're not sure it would hold up to totally close inspection, but you'd be decently well hidden. Vons is upset. He doesn't understand why this thing's coming after him. <laughs> this is, uh, bad. The sound is getting closer. What you doing? <sighs> well, no time to pout about it. We're going to, um, he's going to run fast as he can across the edge of the cliff and uh, see if he can find denser foliage along it. Okay. You'll need to climb up out of the ravine, so give me a dexterity check to do that properly. You're close to the edge, so you have to be cautious. You know, extra cautious, because you can't really drift left on this one, you know? <laughs> okay. But this is dex, so... Mm -hmm. see what we've got. Okay, so uh, I rolled a 10. That brings me up to 15. Uh, wait, no, dexterity? Mm-hmm. Okay, 16. All right. You jump at the side of the ravine, basically. You dig your claws down into that soft earth and between that and finding roots and the occasional stone. Even as parts of the slope cascade down behind you, as you push off of it, you manage to scramble your way up and out of this ravine. You are now back in the main body of the forest where things are denser by virtue of just being stable. Nothing has eroded here, so things have had more ability to grow. The cliff is on your left and very close 
but even moving. Basically, the vegetation is dense up to the cliffside itself. This is one of those cliff sides where things are hanging out over the edge, where there's a couple of scraggly trees that are actually growing directly out of the side, where it goes from being dirt to being stone. So you have options for things being a little more dense and other places to hide. Vons is annoyed at the idea that he has to hide. He's used to hiding. He likes hiding, but <laughs> he uh, doesn't have any of his gear on him again. You have some of it, but it is tattered, and none of your consumables are there. You do, in somewhat of a change from last time, you do have a, a, a knife. Hmm. But your concoctions are still not present. Your clothes are still dirty and worn, and the armored straps you keep your items on you with are all slashed and broken, including the center one, which looks like it was raked with a giant claw at some point, and the leather pad underneath it is also torn. Oh, that's not good. No, no, that's not great at all. Um, and a knife barely sounds like a... I, I assume this is a utility knife? Essentially, yes. I believe they're uh, 1d2, 1d3. It's not a lot of damage. If I could uh, get into this thing's hitbox in the first place. <laughs> yeah, this thing is significantly larger than you. Think half-orc. Like, it's big. Mm. It's not impossible. You're both technically medium-sized, but... Yeah, you aren't you, you aren't really a fighter, and it it has a reach advantage on you for sure. Technically medium size. Well, I I assume I have a speed advantage on it, un unless I know something more about how fast it's been moving. It seems to vary. It's been extremely persistent. You think you cannot run it in spurts, though? Like your max speed is probably bigger than, or is probably higher than its max speed, but you've noticed that it has moved the same way in every glance you've gotten at it. You're starting to get pretty winded from all of this, and from what you can hear, it doesn't breathe at all, and just keeps coming. Oh, super comforting. All right. Um, how about... Oh, gosh, Vons would really like to make a trap or something for this thing, but it, it, we don't have that kind of time. It's it's inbound. I, th I think that would be his what he's thinking of doing. Uh, in observing this thing following Vons, has there been any kind of footing that this thing following him has uh, been slower on, or you say that this thing's been moving steadily? Make an intelligence check. Gladly. Ooh, 18. Checking my int. Yeah, adding 6 to 18. Alright, 24. You do very well on your primary attribute. And you... Don't you love it when they say the name of the podcast in the podcast? And when they lampshade it. <laughs> So you think over what you've seen in these snatches before you have, you know, scrambled away and lost sight of it again. It seems to have excellent but not perfect balance. You've seen it slowing down temporarily when it puts its foot down on a loose stone and it slides out from underneath it. Its balance is not perfect. It hasn't had any major missteps. It hasn't fallen over. It's capable of being thrown off at least a little you have seen but it does seem to be very good at navigating this. But it is still a creature. I was going to say a flesh and bone, but you're not sure about that, honestly. So with mass. No, I, I really don't feel super, super comfortable about that. Uh, when it when it does shift, so you're saying it's it seems like a creature. It doesn't seem mechanical. It doesn't seem ethereal. I say it walks like humanoids would in your experience uh. and runs like them as well. 
zombie-like in any way, or does it no, seem to very, have very natural, very relaxed, good posture? Like, I guess the humanoids you would have examples for um, Erosine and Alara, both people who have trained to fight and have trained to move and can do it essentially without thinking. It moves like that. Well, Vaughn's doesn't move like that, but it, it moves in a way that is not infallible, but yeah, consistent and steady. You hear crunching and rustling from the ravine behind you. Okay, well, we've got a ravine to deal with. Let's get through the densest part of the woods we can find. Okay, you're running at speed and pretty much running on instinct at this point, I would argue. Make a wisdom check to find the truly deepest, darkest part. I've had so much luck on this die today, I'm not sure it'll hold out. Well, 13. 13 is not bad. Uh, so wisdom doesn't add anything, but I've got that plus 5, so 18. All right. So you go, and you are running, and you see, off to your off to your left, you can see the ocean stretching out to the horizon. It's strangely looking almost flat right now, at least that far out. But the shifting skies and lack of a true sunlight do not help that in any way. But on your right, at one point, you see a copse of trees, including fallen ones that have all leaned together. And you think that you could squeeze in there and possibly leave this thing behind or hide in such a way that you are extremely difficult to find. It might even, if you are lucky, given that these trees are evergreens, which you have only encountered in the sad, barely alive state in the park you used to live in. But these ones are full and relatively lush and smell strongly of pine. And so you think maybe that could even hide your scent if you got lucky. I love the sound of that. Vaughn's loves the sound of that. Vaughn's loves rolling in things to mask his scent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, he does. (laughs) how? So you're going to go try to hide in it? Yeah, totally. All right. You go over there. You start to scramble in. Make a dexterity check. Okay. Do not add your level because this is an ability reserved for thieves, assassins, and a couple of folks that have them as a species trait. Okay, foxes don't have hiding as a species trait. They probably do, but I'm not sure I wrote it down. Fine, <laughs> add your level. See if I care. <laughs> just, okay. just that difficulty. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. <laughs> That's an easy fix. Yeah, take all the bonuses you want. Yeah. Yeah. Challenge level is 30. (laughs) All of our listeners just heard the pop of the Sharpie as uh, you got ready to write on your DM screen over there. Yeah. Okay. Jeez, I'm I'm hot today. I got a 17 here. And did you say this was dex? Yep. So it'd be plus six for you, I believe. Yeah. It would put me at 23. All right. Yeah, you you plunge into this thicket, copse, overgrowth of trees, and you have to really wriggle in. You do scrape yourself up. You do feel a sharp bit of broken wood from a fallen log dig across your thigh and draw blood. But you do make it inside this, into a small, dark, tight space that smells of pine. And you can barely hear the ocean. And you wake up. That sounds nice. Bonds, take three damage. Oh, son of a bitch! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right i'll i'll figure out how to put that on my sheet in a sec but anyway i took four you you say three three 
Okay. Yeah. So wakes up with uh, what does it what does it look like on Vaughn's? The you have injury? a cut on your leg. Cut on the leg. As as he wakes up in bed, is it bleeding? Does he need to change his sheets? Yeah, it's bleeding a bit. And, also, did he get blood on his sheets? Yeah, a little bit. Mm. It's part of kind of thrashing around as he woke up. You you press the wound against your sheets, and it is. It's not deep enough to really be bleeding, but it's oozing a bit. So who's hanging out in the brewery with him right now? Lucky and Mitt, usually. Okay. We've ever seen abandoned her plan to move in. At mm. least for now. Yeah. Well, so so long as she's happy. I'm going to say, if you want, one of these people could theoretically be on a night watch with you. I mean, considering this night, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it might be time to start letting people know. Because right. um, it, it took. It was so long since you'd been transported. I figured you'd somewhat, or what I'm, what we've been calling transported, because that's what you've been calling it. So I just use that in my notes now. That I'm not sure if you all continued the sleep studies because it seemed like it regressed to kind of standard nightmares for like three weeks. I mean, if it's if it seemed to stabilize, I believe that uh, Vaughn's would over time just say, "Yeah, I keep smelling like ocean when I sleep. That seems to be fine now." I'm I'm I, I, over a, the span of a month. I imagine he'd get used to it. Yeah, so maybe he stopped having people stay over every night and just knew that like Lucky would be around if he needed someone, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, he might do something like install a notification system of some kind uh, a bell or something emergency bell you can tug and it'll ring and mitt and lucky's rooms and yeah yeah that's totally reasonable so yeah you, you have a bell oh he'd be ringing that yeah you you pull on the bell lucky is closer as she lives on the same floor as you you think you hear mitt um thudding up the stairs mitt is many things a quiet walker is not one of them but yeah lucky is in your room in under a minute kind of glides into your door rather than really opening it gracefully, but is there. <laughs> I mean, do doors in this place even have latches or do they, they just do. like cabinets? They, they so, do. Okay. I would assume they have latches. It's more that Lucky didn't like stop, turn handle, go in. She just kind of collided with the door and turned the handle as part of that process. So she was sure. inside the room, but she, she was very definitely asleep and that was about as good as she got. <laughs> hmm. That's cute. Um, well, I guess, I guess, because Vons is going to, uh, yeah, Vons is upset. He's, he's, um, out of bed. He's hopping on one leg and pointing at the other and just, uh, uh saying, I need band-aids. Um, okay. Okay. Sit down. You, you hear Mitt finish thumping up the stairs as Lucky sticks her head out and goes, Mitt, get the first aid kit. Mitt thumps down the stairs and down the other stairs because the best first aid kit is in the alchemy lab and, uh, a couple of other sets of thumping later. It has returned with the first aid kit, and Lucky starts in on bandaging up your leg. In hearing all this thumping, Vons is thinking, I wonder if I should install an elevator. I wonder if that uh, centrifuge can get him up here somehow. That thing seems to be doing all kinds of weird stuff. Oh, God. <laughs> That's not how centrifuges work, I know. Just get a catapult. Problem solved. Oh, yeah, oh. perfect. Perfect. Little catapults. Or like, uh, you know, like those... Uh... Like those G-Force uh, uh, spin in every direction things that like NASA and the Air Force have. I think they're uh, called kind centrifuges. Of like, uh, <laughs> they are. I think that's what they're called. I think that's what they call them as centrifuges. The ones that the people go in? Yeah. Uh -huh. they're, they're more gyroscopy, aren't they? 
No, yeah, they, they could still be called the center feature ones. In the right stuff, oh. they go round and round and round and round. Oh, oh yeah, 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 no, I, that's the yeah. I wasn't thinking of that one. I was thinking you're like thinking the, of the, 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 the modern gyroscopy ones. ones. I don't know what they. Yeah, yeah. The gyroscopy ones that go the, in, the like, ones for zero g training. Yeah, that go in like you know all all uh, cardinal directions. Yeah, the learn not to throw up mobile. <laughs> yeah, so it's like one of those, but it like it like gradually climbs up a <laughs> like set of pegs something well according to xkcd gyroscopes can hover anyway so oh yeah natural they work great all right now there's dogs this one's on our end there's occasional stray dogs on the arc <laughs> not very many all right lucky makes a first aid check and doesn't do great <laughs> in fact incredibly poorly no but lucky gets you bandaged up but it's pretty much a i put gauze on this and put a bandage over it so you're not just kind of bleeding everywhere and It'll be fine, but you would probably want to go down to the clinic to get this fully dressed, and she admits as much. Yeah, Vons has the potions. He doesn't have the gauze. You do have your light wounds potions and first aid, so you could theoretically use one of those as well, if you prefer that over more mundane healing. <sighs> nah, regular healing sounds nice. All right. Going and seeing those folks. It's been a while anyway. Yeah, we're not going to play it out too much, but... um. By which I mean pretty much at all. But let Lucky and Mitt do, uh, do take you down to go see it and give you a shoulder to lean on so you can kind of hop a little bit. This is one of those injuries that I imagine just hurts. Like, it's not actually that bad, relatively speaking, but it's just painful. But you get stitched up. You get bandaged. Well, yeah, probably a couple stitches just to keep everything closed because it's long and a longer thigh, so it's a high-motion area, and they want to reduce scarring. Please don't at me, medical professionals. I'm sorry. <laughs> You don't see too much scarring under fur anyway. I say at least they didn't use mending glue. Oh, you don't want to use mending glue under fur. That doesn't, I mean, well, I guess you can shave the area first. Oh, Vaughn's probably has a little shaved area for the stitching anyway. Yeah, I think they probably worked out a way to make it so. It might be trimmed I, down a bit. I imagine with the alchemy experiments and like, especially how much glue you make, Vaughn's has a lot of shaved patches from time to time. <laughs> A lot of weird little buzz cut spots. Yeah. Or it's kind of combed over, but you know, you can tell if you're looking. All right. But you get patched up, you get taken back, and hopefully that was the end of it. Unfortunately for you, hope means nothing to me. You're a cruel and capricious god. So, you do dream again. The next night. Motherfucker. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but this time you find yourself not in the woods. You can only hear, but you hear the ocean lapping in your ears. And then... The sound of it lapping against the side of your head. What? Like it's like waves are, you know, hitting your ears as you're floating on your back, for example, or treading water. What? And then slowly, 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 your ears get the sound you hear when they plunge underwater <laughs> again and again with increasing frequency before that is all you hear. Once doesn't like being that kind of wet. It doesn't feel good. And you wake up. Pretty sure he doesn't even take baths. <laughs> Especially not now. Like oh, that has been there. long established. Yeah. Yeah, Lucky probably just dumps a container of dry shampoo over you when you're not paying attention. Flea powder. <laughs> <laughs> the the Arx is pretty good about flea control. There's too many of y'all with fur. <laughs> <laughs> but, so you wake up. That wasn't very restful, so you didn't heal that day. But over the next week... You do manage to heal up, and we're almost at the end of your time skip. But one night, 
days before the brewery opens. Things are stressful. You get to bed late. You're worried brews won't finish. You're worried the machine won't hold together quite right, even though you and Grix have worked on it very carefully to make sure all the brewing equipment stays in place and stays the right temperature and brought the best of both your fields to this in a way that most breweries do not have available. But you need to sleep at some point, and so you do. And you close your eyes, and you sink into a nice deep sleep, and you open them, and you are crouched and cowering in the deepest, darkest recesses of a copse of trees in a pine forest, shrouded in shadow and darkness, and you cannot see the sky. This is where you were last time. What do you do? Is Mr. Spookums still hanging out? Do you wait and see? You'd have to stop and listen, basically, now that you've hidden. Yeah, stopping and listening sounds more like... Yeah, okay, so you you freeze in place for a second, you perk your ears, make a wisdom check, be sure to add your plus two for sensitive hearing. Oh, hooray for that. Okay, this is where the dice is going to fail today. Yeah, kind of. Eight... So we're adding zero for wisdom, five for the level. That brings it up to 13 and yes, 13. Yes, 13. And then uh, that'll pull it up to 15 with the hearing bonus. All right. Unfortunately for you, wisdom is not primary. No. You listen hard, but you aren't trained to do this. There are still sounds in this forest, although you don't spend a lot of time in nature, but something in you tells you that things are too quiet. Like, you understand there's supposed to be birds out here. <laughs> and there's the very occasional warble or chirp, but nothing like you would expect. You don't hear much in the undergrowth. But what you do hear and the pattering of the rain on your shelter goes and makes it so you just can't pick out anything else. And you can't tell if your hunter is still hunting you or if you have truly hidden. What do you want to do? Well, certainly more hidden by stopping than going um gosh so he's got no expendables on him he's afraid to move right now Mm -hmm. because being somewhat hidden whether he knows it or not knows for sure or not is certainly better than revealing his position but you know uh better to be silent and assumed a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt Yep, that's how that's stealth is applied in survival situations, is that particular idea. <laughs> yeah, just replace the word fool with snack. Mm, fair enough. Um, so we have on Vons's, he has a spell list. It's real short. Oh, yeah, you do have the, I believe you have one or two um, Fox Folk spells. Yeah, uh, I've got listed here ghost sound, silent image, and dancing lights. Correct. I believe you can guess each of those once a day. For this, for the sake of our audience, because I totally know, uh, how does how does ghost sound work? Ghost sound is might be getting details slightly off, but it's a you can produce a sound from anywhere within range. If you're doing it somewhere you can't see, I'll probably have you make an intelligence check to place it right. But because it's audio only, I'm not as concerned as I would be for silent image, and it can make a sound equivalent in loudness to up to four people. It can be used for like murmured conversation. It can be used for the sound of walking. It can be used for the cries of an animal. It can be used to play music. It's pretty variable. It's pretty flexible. It can't do spoken words though, which sucks. Yeah, I was going to say the main thing to know is that um, even if you do like murmured conversation, it's the background noise in a movie. It's not actually, you can't piece it out. So it's like magically throwing your, not voice, but uh, gestural sounds. Fully mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's like 
being able to throw your peas and carrots, peas and carrots. Mm-hmm. Okay. Much. Well, that sounds just about perfect for right now. Um, Vaughn's might remember a point in the path where he could have turned left, but turned right instead, or vice versa. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. And he's going to visualize that close enough to him. And he's going to, uh, it's going to be at the edge of the usefulness of this spell. Which I will look up, but please continue. He's going to throw that out so that it appears he's gone in a different direction than he has. Hopefully drawing this thing's attention in that direction. Well, holy beans. So bonds. Turns out this has quite the range, has 150 feet of range, so you are able to visualize. You know, if you had, instead of going this way, if you'd curved and run deeper into the forest, like directly away from the cliff, you you caught a glimpse of a good spot over that direction that you think is within range for you to place this spell. Yeah, now of course I want this to be in a place that I think would be more accessible to the thing following me than... I actually am myself. Right. You're, you're putting it along a semi-clear path. Maybe one you don't think it could see from its angle, but... Yeah, I mean, in a bit, yeah. like, so that it's obscured and... Yeah. So that it would sound like it was deep enough, maybe loud enough that it uh, projects to the to the path. Yeah, maybe even loud enough that Vaughn's could hear where from where he's at, but okay. enough to really draw this thing's attention. Uh, and it's going to sound like... Vaughn's as if he had uh, twisted his ankle in running or something. Okay. The spell description actually says these sounds can seem to rise, recede, approach, or remain constant as the caster desires, which I imagine is highly relevant to your interests. Oh, quite. Yeah. If we can make that sound kind of limp along and scurry along a, uh, a false path. Yeah. Even just audibly, if it's coming from the same spot, make it sound like you're moving away. Mm-hmm. Or even up into a dense tree. That might be a little harder, just because you'd be rising above the forest floor. But yeah, yeah, that's fair. And so you'd be easier to see you or see things moving around. Mm-hmm. Make an intelligence check to place this the way you would like. Oh, hooray. That is a prime attribute. And I'm rolling of it. So this is uh, <laughs> the law of averages says this is going to be a little bit lower. Well, okay, 16, though. So we add the six to that to make it 20 something. Two. <laughs> Yeah, 22 on a prime attribute. On a prime. Can you please also roll for me a d20? I can. I've got one of those right here. Yeah. That's a 10. Lucky you. (laughs) Is it? Spell resistance applies to all monsters. So if you get real lucky and roll a (laughs) 1. Oh, so 1 would be a good thing. So 10. 1 would be very bad for you. (laughs) Oh, 1 would be very bad. Your spell wouldn't work. (laughs) Oh, I see. I haven't enforced this rule very much, but it is there. All right, so this is an illusion, so the character does get a saving throw. Also, Vons, because I'm curious, the spell does have a material component. Small pieces of earwax. Oh, Vons has so much of that. Is it like in his ear, or does he keep like a baggie? Because I could see either being true. Well, he's got this earwax purchasing program that comes from the recycling of the uh the q-tips that that uh, he's been producing lately it's uh <laughs> so it's not your earwax is what i'm hearing it's not entirely his. he's contributing to it as well his. but Aww. i mean it's it's a it's a resource that vons has learned to tap into Aww. so so vons uses his little earwax stash and casts this spell 
And do you think you've nailed it? You think you did a very, very, very good job. You made it loud enough that you can hear it, and it sounds extremely naturalistically like it's moving away. And through the uh, the rain, you think you hear, because you are controlling that sound so precisely in your head. You think you hear the crunching of a different pair of footsteps through the woods. But they start going the way that your spell is cast. But you hear them slow and then stop, even as your spell continues to recede. And then you're not quite sure, but they start moving some other direction. Would you well, like to make a wisdom check? Y- yes, wisdom sounds wis- uh, wis- wisdom is good. That's a good that's a good check to do. Maybe I mean, right. unless I can argue intelligence. <laughs> nope, add your listening bonus for this. Uh huh. Okay, listening bonus. Listening bonus is good. Oh well, shit. Rolled a sixteen again. You guys, I'm doing so good today. Yeah. Or this die is weighted. Whatever, I'll take it. Uh, so. Wisdom adds five to the sixteen. That brings it up to twenty-one. The the listening bonus brings it up to twenty-three. All right, the rain's hitting the ground hard, and the the foliage, and it's hard to hear. But then the creature steps on a twig, and you realize that it is closer to you than it was before. And keying off of that, you hear another step, and it appears to be walking towards your space. Well, that certainly hasn't panned out the way Vaughn's had hoped. Bonds next to you, in the hollow of one of these little trees. You see a shadow that is deeper than all of the other shadows. Mm-hmm. It is huh? small, but what? with your low-light vision, you can make out what looks something like a squirrel, <gasps> if a squirrel were made of shadows that fell off of it like smoke. Oh, Jesus! No, that's not a squirrel! That's a problem! What do you do? Um, It is just staring at you, but the other creature is getting closer regardless. So, Vaughn feels kinship towards other small creatures, but the the smoky thing is not super comfortable. Um, he's mad at it. Okay. He feels betrayed. He wants to. Uh, he wants to try to grab the squirrel. All right. Uh, make an attack roll using strength. So it'll be your die roll plus your base to hit plus your strength modifier, if any. Sure, I'm glad. Wait, did my base to hit go up? Should it be two at this point? I think it's higher than that. Let me check for you. Higher than that? How? Alchemists are keyed off of clerics. Well, yeah, but still. Clerics hit hard. Alchemists throw really well, apparently. (laughs) Okay, not that table. Okay, hit us plus two. Okay. I'm still plus one, so like... And I just got plus two, like... Welcome to being wizards and rogues, my friends. (laughs) Okay, so we've got that plus two. We've got a minus one for the strength. I mean, he he may be keyed off a cleric, but he's still a fox. Yeah, so you're getting your whatever you're rolling the die plus one, it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. So well, are, are we adding level? No. For attack rolls, it's just base to hit. It never uses your level. All right. Base to hit is a formula based off of your level. This is this is all just for the audience because we're starting a new sure. season. And you know how you recap for the season. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this is kind of a new season. Kind of is, yeah. Isn't it nice? It's our weird moody web short. <laughs> we're back, you guys. Okay, we're back. Let's kill Vaughn. <laughs> the stakes have risen for this season. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like 
we started a new season of of uh, primary attribute, but it turns out to be the first season of Lost. <laughs> it's okay. Bartholomew's a backup character. <laughs> okay, fuck. I don't want to play as Bartholomew. <laughs> Too fucking bad. <laughs> well, well, I rolled a seventeen, so oh, we're shit. adding the plus one to that, so eighteen. Mm-hmm. And you are significantly larger than this creature. Uh huh. So you have a functional bonus to that. You you grab this uh this shadowy squirrel right around the shoulders in such a way that it cannot reach down and bite you. Okay. You it grappled. Probably in two grappled. hands because you're not very strong. You think you keep it in one, but not for long. Struggling creatures are just hard to pin down. Oh, I would imagine. But it is it is wriggling and thrashing, but you do seem to have it. And it also makes no noise as it does this. No noise. Beyond the occasional sound of, you know, part of it brushing against the ground or or you. But it does not vocalize anything. You do not hear its breath go out as you close your hand around it. So it's just kind of skittering under my paws and uh, glitching effectively? Yeah, it's, it's a... I figure you kind of have its arms pinned to its side and it's it's wriggling really hard and getting its claws on your sleeve to try... You know, its rear feet on your sleeve to try to push itself up and out of your grip. But you have it tight. Okay. I mean, investigating it, I think, is... That's, that's what... Uh, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm angry, I want to... Like, st- I don't know, stare something down, figure out what the hell its motivations are. All right. Why this is happening. That's a wisdom check. Okay. If I can get anything out of this, that's... Uh, any any boneless for being fellow woodland creature? No. Did you say boneless? Yes, I said boneless. Bones prefers boneless squirrel. <laughs> yes. Is, is this a boneless... Is, is this boneless squirrel? <laughs> it is not. Oh, fuck. Or at least it's moving like it has bones. Uh, well, Again, its internal composition is up for debate. Well, I rolled a 17 on this one, uh, but we're adding wisdom, mm-hmm. which is plus zero, and it's a check, so plus five. The 22? Yeah. So this creature is wriggling in your hand, but it continues to stare directly at you and keeps laser focused on you as you hear the larger creature start moving branches and kind of crush its way into the space you're in. It's not through yet, and you're in the very deepest hollow of this pile of fallen logs and leaning trees, but it is coming your way. And do you think there's no way that creature should have seen you? There's no way it should have heard you. Uh-huh. But given the way this thing is looking at you, maybe its intentions were to communicate your location to the other one. Yeah, I suddenly started feeling that way. Hmm. So these uh, these shadow creatures appear to be like spirit bound somehow, some kind of um, uh, uh, telekinetic hive, hive mind. Yeah, some kind of hive mindy like mm, spookums, uh, mm, smoky spookums hive mind time. Uh, oh, that's creepy. You start seeing slightly more light as a log as tall as a person and as big around is lifted and tossed away from your hidey hole. Well, that's not good. The larger creature has almost reached you. Okay, so does Vaughn sense in in all of that time that Vaughn's was like sensing and like holding onto this squirrel? Did he sense anything good coming from it at all? Make an intelligence check. Like, yes. Can he discern the will of the squirrel? Is I think what I'm asking. Okay. Um, based on that and your wisdom check, we can just roll with that. Okay. The squirrel is thrashing. It does seem to be preserving its own life, but it does not seem to have a motivation of its own. 
in the way you would expect. It's not panicking. Huh. But the squirrel seems alive? Yes. Like its own anima? Possibly, yes. It's hard to tell. But yeah, the, the squirrel seems to basically not have its own internal motivation as such. It's acting directed. <sighs> oh, and okay. dedicated to that direction. Okay, so... Um, so it may make individual choices, you know, smaller ones on its own. Would be your guess. That helped me make one decision. Uh, I was either going to like crush the squirrel or just hurl the squirrel. I think he's. I think Vons is just going to hurl the squirrel in the direction of the thing, or kind of ensconce the thing that uh, actually at the thing. Okay. Yeah. You you toss it out a little height, little tiny hole that has opened up. Yeah. Right out of there. And he's going to do that as he bolts in the opposite direction through the through the densest woods he can find. Make an attack roll using dexterity. Okay. Attack roll using dexterity. So it's... Yep. Ooh, 20. Not 20? Yeah. That squirrel flies in a line that would make Ericene's knife-throwing skills jealous. You, you, uh, you peg the other creature right in the face with this squirrel. And the squirrel kind of bounces off of its face, but you're already running, so you don't see how that resolves. Make a dexterity check to scramble your way out of here, because you are pretty deep down in, and the only way that got easier was um, <laughs> the way that the creature is directly in, and obviously not where you want to go. Yeah, really hoping that that uh, distracts this guy enough. Uh, let's see. Oh, 19. Jesus. is I'm, I'm actually wondering if I'm cheating all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm I'm not. I'm just rolling a die, but it is giving me love today. All right. This die and I are going to have like little die babies. <laughs> Everyone check your bingo cards. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a 19 plus your level of five plus your dex bonus of one. Yes. Yeah. So 25 on a prime. Mm-hmm. Pretty fucking good. You book it out of there. You slip out of there like it wasn't even hard. You don't cut your leg this time. And you start running again. And you don't immediately hear the creature following you as you plunge into deeper woods. That's fantastic. Vons is going to get as deep into those woods as he possibly can and find the densest, most hidey hole part of it. All right, make a wisdom check. That's a 17. Christ. <laughs> don't complain. No, if I were you guys, I'd be like, okay, you need to start rolling this yeah. on a webcam. So, so what's your total? Uh, so 17 on wisdom is 23. No, 22. All right. You burst through a dense thicket of woods to find yourself on the edge of a treacherous, steep, stony ravine. We're talking it's like maybe three feet wide, but it's smooth down the sides. One of your paws slips over the edge and you start to fall, but you're off by only a hair. And so you start sliding down, but you manage to catch yourself with one hand on the very edge. Beneath you is another tiny creek, but this one is running much faster, and the stone is smooth and wet. Hmm. And you can see it fairly shortly, cascading out over the cliff and into emptiness. Over the cliff into emptiness. Okay. Um, it was a very pronounced um that wasn't the accidental kind of um that we sometimes make and then delete out. <laughs> Gosh, it's a little tempting to like take that creek trip out into nothingness and just kind of like take chances and escape this thing. It would get you free and clear. Or would it? Because like apparently these smoky things are fucking everywhere. Um, 
Mm. This is hard choices. Well, make your choice. Either drop down or try to pull yourself up. It will be difficult to do so. But Or you can ride the slide and take your chance. Well, I'm realizing that uh, if I try to find denser woods, there's still a likelihood of other smoky critters hanging out and spotting me. Mm-hmm. For all I know, they could be smoky bugs. Delicious smoky bugs. <laughs> Barbecue flavor. <laughs> Vons is getting hungry all of a sudden. What is Vons doing with his uh, precarious cliffside situation? Well, gosh, Vons is going to take that uh, that stream. I mean, if if nothing else, falling from a from a great height often wakes a person right up, right? Fair enough. <laughs> so you you let go. You're doing this on purpose, so like this is at a super steep slope. We're talking, you know, at least like a forty five degree angle. Like you're you're shooting down this thing, but Jeez. you manage to take it in such a way with your agility that you know you get on your back and are looking down the direction you're going, and it's a controlled slide. There's not much for you to grip onto. That is kind of a wild ride, forty five yeah, degrees. You're pretty much shooting down a water slide, including when you hit the lip at the edge of the cliff and launch into space. <laughs> and you see below you deep, dark ocean water, tall yeah. black cliffs crushed black gravel beach you do start tumbling and your vision goes to the sky and the water and the sky and the water (laughs) as that sky of crawling black and whites and grays that almost seem like they're going to resolve into something and never do flash across your vision and there's no depth of the sky really down here so it doesn't feel like it gets further away until you see the cliff edge coming into the edge of your view and You tumble one last time. You see the water, what seems, inches from your face. You keep turning a little bit, and you smash into the water below. You wake up. Take 10 points of damage. Fuck! Whoa. (laughs) You guys, I'm rolling like I'm cheating, and it's 10 points of damage. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. um, The three points of damage that he took... A night or two ago, uh, am I adding this to that, or did those reduce at all? Yes, that is healed. You had just enough. You had enough time. Enough okay. Where you didn't have nightmares. So I'm from a negative three to a negative ten? Yeah. Okay. Cripes. You wake up. You Your fur covers your skin, but if you had bare skin, you would be black and blue across most of your back and the back of your arms and your legs. As you wake up and roll over, uh, you cough a bit and salt water comes out and spills onto your sheets. Okay. And uh, and you're very, very cold. Not cool. <laughs> <laughs> but you do make it. Vaughn's goes through a lot of trouble in life to not be damp and wet and bruised all over. <laughs> so all other three PCs, please all roll D10s for me. I got a three. Five. Coming. One sec. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's cool. You're breaking out your extra Three. fancy super lucky dice. Three. Yes. Three. Three. Wealthy. Uh huh. I believe you won initiative with a five. Yeah. Initiative. Uh oh. Yeah, you're gonna fight Vaunt. No. Um. <laughs> I, I figure you started your sleep study again once you had that last nightmare, and Wealthy is the one on call tonight. Oh, okay. So Wealthy, make a Constitution check. Oh God, I'm so sorry, Vaunt. <laughs> that is a that's a 16 plus 
five okay. is 21. Plus right. my con is one, so 22. Well, shit. You That's not bad. I was awake all night long. So <laughs> you have the rope. Vaughn started tossing and turning and whimpering and, you know, not flailing coherently. It's not quite dog running in its sleep, but like clearly awful nightmares. And as you tried to shake him awake, he would not wake up. And right as you're trying to figure out if there's something you can do, Vaughn's whole body moves like he just slammed into something. Ah! And that's when he wakes up. And when did he get wet? You're not quite sure. But as Vaughn sits up, he is spitting up some salt water. And okay, so it's salt water. Does it smell like water and salt or does it smell like ocean? You don't know what the ocean smells like. Okay, does it smell like water and salt or does it smell like something like water and salt and something I've never smelled before? The latter. Okay. It smells strange, but it's definitely salt water. What the hell, Vons? It wasn't me. Okay, okay, okay. I'm here to help you when you're dreaming. This is some weird ass shit because I couldn't wake you up and you appeared to slam into something. And then you woke up and you're wet, smelling of, I, I don't know what this is. I mean, it it's salty water, but it it doesn't it doesn't taste like salt and water. What is it? What's going on, Devons? I mean, it kind of tastes like salt and water to me. It does taste like salt water in your mouth. Vaughn's at this point, like, he just kind of evacuates one of his nostrils. It's... <laughs> 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 Which is weird because there wasn't actually salt water. <laughs> what was going on? Were you dreaming? Because it looked like you were dreaming, but you wouldn't wake up. I wouldn't call them dreams. Okay. So is that why we're doing this sleep study? Because you're you're having weird dreams? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I can tell. Okay. It seems like you're having real issues with them. Um, I don't blame you. You you look like you slammed into something really damned hard. Um, and you're wet, and you shouldn't be wet. Do you want to talk about it? Because I will believe whatever you tell me. Because I saw like, something really a- weird. It's it's definitely a yes, but Vaughn's needs some aftercare first. Okay, this you is go downstairs this is the. But I mean, what kind of aftercare do you need? <laughs> I don't know, but that wasn't fun. Do you just shout medic? <laughs> um, do you want to go downstairs and have a beer? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to take him downstairs. And I'm actually, once I get him sat down, I'm going to ask him, would you rather have something like a tea or, you know, a mulled wine or something like that? Because you look like you might be cold. And and I, I also got him a blanket and, and pulled as much of his nasty ass clothing off as I could so that I could dry him off a little bit. <laughs> well, Vons is just grateful and like, a little more snugly than usual. Okay. Just glad that he's not drowning. Okay. So, do you want any? Do, what in particular would you like to have? Would you like some tea? Would you like some beer? Would you like something stronger? I can also make you some cockroach nachos. Oh, that or, that sounds I, great. Actually, actually, I think I'll go down. I could go. I could. I could send Mitt down to the dumpster to get you some cockroach nachos. Uh huh. That that sounds even better because then Vons can just kind of like snuggle. Okay, is Vaughn snuggling with Wealthy? Uh-huh. Okay. Apparently. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm being snuggled. Um, um Hold me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, it's a, it's all right. It's all right. Um, so I'm gonna call Mitt 
and Lucky. They they both show up. <laughs> okay, oh, and goodness. I'll send Mitt to. I, I'll don't call me Miss. Um, uh, go to the dumpster and get a plate of cockroach nachos and bring them back here. It is three in the morning, but I will endeavor to do just that. <laughs> he heads off. <laughs> it's the dumpster. It should still be open at three in the morning. How is every place in a cave not just twenty four hours? Because if you don't keep people on something resembling a a day schedule, they go insane. <laughs> I figured insanity was just par for the environment. That okay, well, all right, it's fine. Ah, uh, yes, another man assumes that his state of being is normalcy. <laughs> universal. Yeah, that's how people work. We assu- we assume that we're normal. <laughs> um. So, so, uh, I called Lucky. I, I sent yep, Mitch Lucky's Mitt there. off. So. Yep. Lucky's here, and I'm going to look at her like, you, you want to do something? You want to help me here? <laughs> Make a charisma check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. That would be an 18. Total? Yes. It was a 13 plus 5 is 18. Charisma isn't a prime for you, though, is it? No, it is not. <laughs> Lucky will help you, but she is not replacing you in the death grip <laughs> hug. She is going to go get the first aid kit. Okay, so, okay. Um, You'll be fine. He only pops the head off a, a teddy fox once by hugging it. <laughs> and I'm going to glare daggers at her back as she's leaving. Okay, so, 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 Bonds, Bonds, sweetie, um, do you want to tell me what, what happened? Like I said. Oh, once Vons is ready to talk, which will probably take a minute and some nachos, he'll relay the whole story. But it's going to take a minute and some nachos. Uh, wealthy may need to roll for damage. I'm not sure. <laughs> All right. So, so you're just kind of death griffing Wealthy while you wait for the nachos to come back. A little bit. Yeah. You, Lucky does help you out a little bit, Wealthy, and kind of prize Vaughn's off enough to start poking and prodding at him to figure out where he's hurt, which is everywhere. But, but you can't even, like, dress that wound. That's just... Yeah, Lucky's poking around and... Is basically going, you know, how bad does this hurt? How bad does this hurt? It's like, it's gentle, but firm. It's like when they're, uh... <laughs> okay, what I know it from is when they're checking to see if your appendix is about to burst, because, like, they prod different parts of your abdomen to see if one hurts more than the other. You're getting that on your back, because it's pretty quickly determined that's where, you know, whatever impact that bruised you was. And uh, there's one part that hurts extremely sharply when she pokes it, and she just goes, I think you might have cracked a rib. Oh... The mattresses aren't that hard. No, but he looked like he slammed into something really, really hard. I mean, right. I don't know how somebody can stop when they're not going, but he stopped while he was not going, and it was hard. Could it be a magic thing? Uh, I... That seems like a magic thing. It seems like a magic thing, but I've never heard of anything like this. Um, he seems, you know, he seems to have, uh, he seems to have been... Well, I don't know. If I didn't know better, I'd say he was living his dream, maybe? Man, Vaughn, you need better self-esteem. This is living your dream? Come on. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's that That gets a you response know, of confusion. Helpful, Lucky. <laughs> Lucky, you're not being helpful. <laughs> no one remembers my name. Why would I be? <laughs> <laughs> 
oh, but now Vons recognizes that his sister is there, and he kind of like hugs from her too. Okay. He becomes very needy when wounded. She accepts the hug while kind of awkwardly bending over your arm to root through the first aid kit and get you the equivalent of the maximum allowable dose of Tylenol. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think she knows enough to know that like you should get this checked, but yeah, there's, like you said, you can't bandage this. Yeah, not when it's everywhere. Yeah. All right. So you're, you're waiting to have your moment. Grix, Ericene. Yeah. Yeah. You're at the dumpster for some reason. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, you were at the dumpster because Aramith asked to meet you someplace where at least she wouldn't normally be seen. That's fair. Both of us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm on the on the guy on the inside. That's fair. Yeah. So um you've you've uh you've you're a couple of drinks in at this point. It's very late. You've kind of waited for the dumpster to clear out a little bit more. Aracene, you're pretty sure you saw your mom pay off the staff over the course of a couple hours to I'll ignore anything they happen to overhear. <laughs> sure, sure. And uh yeah. Uh sweetie, so can can you give can you two give me an update on how things are going with Corva? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um somehow, uh despite all my best efforts, uh I'm I'm still uh I'm I'm nailing it on the date in front, which is surprising. And I'm not doing so hot on the the spy in front. You GM note, you found a place. I believe you technically succeeded. You you found oh right at the end the yes, location where she was I, going. I yeah, right at the end. A bunch of rolls into one. Yeah. Yes. Uh. Yeah. No. I found I found a spot though. Uh. That she's going outside, and uh, hmm. spend a lot of time there. Okay. Could, could be yeah. interesting. Okay. Um. Can you let me know where it is? You yeah. It's, exchange uh, that information. <laughs> roughly over here. Perfect. Great. Um. And for you too, I mean, I'll need to talk to your friends too, but I believe the other resistancy folks are ready to meet you. Cool. We, we, if if I'd known a little beforehand, might have tried to do it at the Winter Solstice Party, but some sort mm. of big crowded event would be best. Okay. Just for initial introduction. So there's an excuse for you two to have met each other, or you all to have met each other. Well, just about a, what about just like a Friday night at the, at the dumpster or at uh, one of the other hot spots? Do you know anything bigger that's coming up? Oh, what if we people? What if we do like a big like pre thing at uh for like my birthday at the Nepper? Oh, uh, what about oh, what about Harvest Fest this year? <laughs> because you guys are not looking at my notes for what date it is. Your your brewery opening is also in like three days. Oh, oh, well that that would be makes... yes, Ian. No, no, no. I just realized that I was like, wow, they're really going abroad. And like, that's fine. But you were like, like, I, I thought you it was like, come up as one of your options because you had been planning this as a giant party. Um, oh, Ian, it's really amazing that you assume that we have any understanding at this point of. We, we'd specifically agreed at the end of last session that we were going to start with the. the oh, okay. Open. So okay, it's also. Yeah, fine. I don't remember that, but uh, yeah. fair. <laughs> Okay. That's gonna call uh, for so much planning. Where are we gonna get the streamers? We've already we've already, already planned we've already it. Planned it. Yeah, it's already done. Oh, okay. Wonderful world of abstraction. <laughs> just a just funsies. It's so um, convenient. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. The the beer the brewery opening is uh, is uh, on a uh, fantasy Thursday and uh, oh, that'd know, be perfect. The hopping the hopping beer night. What's the name of your brewery, by the way? Oh fuck! <laughs> Last Ooh. time I heard it was still under debate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, it's really Vons's baby, so uh, he gets uh, he gets uh, final uh, final say, final veto. <laughs> I mean, uh, Vons's baby is a decent name. That'd be an interesting take. Be memorable. Be quite the sign. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I oh, I truly I spaced out trying Vons, to think of names. Vons's House of a Thousand Spirits. <laughs> oh wait, nope. That one already exists. That one already exists in a different world. Oh god, my nose. I was gonna. I was gonna say that one's overpriced. Walked <laughs> <laughs> by that like two days ago. Yeah, no, it's bad. Seattle. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's kind of up to Vaughn's. Uh, we'll figure that out and we'll let you know. It's definitely going to have a name before the opening. Okay. Oh, no, you guys. Oh. I just realized what it's going to be called. Oh, no. What? Benonium it's bar. it's going to be called Fuck Bartels. <laughs> no. Oh, man. <laughs> it could be, it could no. be, F, it could be FB Brewery. <laughs> people in the know know it means fuck Bartels, even if that's not on any of the official paperwork. I'm totally with Aaron's read that Vons is going to do something super blatant because <laughs> he's not subtle. He's so not subtle. <laughs> you can name it yeah. fuck the man and attract a very confused, disparate set of clientele. Well, the thing is, Vons would also <laughs> see uh, he would see putting Bartels' name in his company's name as an affront anyway. That's fair. Oh, sure. So fair enough. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. Anyway, uh sorry mom, we are s- sort of still workshopping it. I don't know how, but um <laughs> we uh, we are. <laughs> oh, we know how. Yeah. A, a familiar figure enters the bar and heads over to you guys. Oh my oh, is, god. Is, is Mr. Vaughn's actually doing a workshopping now instead of just saying he'll do it later? <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it's probably gonna go to last minute, you know him. Mitt, uh, what are you doing out? It's like three in the morning. Uh, aren't you supposed to be like asleep or something? Recharging. Oh my god, it's three in the morning. I gotta get. I gotta work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what, what happened? I lost track. Oh dear. <laughs> I always wondered why this establishment didn't have a clock. But like, you're a child. You should be asleep. You also shouldn't be in a bar. Yeah, why are you here? Oh, um, <laughs> you're not there. <laughs> Miss Wealthy, Miss Wealthy sent me to get nachos for for Mister Vons. He um fell in his sleep. No, oh, what? You okay? The fuck uh, does that mean? Quite bruised, from my understanding. Oh my! Oh my god! Another one of those dreams, I believe. Let's go there. <gasps> help him out. Oh my god, mom! I believe that would um, raise his spirits most excellently. Is it? Is the brewery far? I feel like the brewery is actually fairly close because we were almost there yes, the, the, brewery the night is, that it is happened. In the Warrens, and you're in the Warrens. So, yep, this is the place you ran to from the dumpster when that explosion happened. Vaughn's is absurd enough to decide that he wants the place he works to be close to the dumpster, even if it's in competition. I mean, you, you ended up there anyway, just by virtue of pre established locations. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, Fair enough. So, yeah, you're, you're uh, right down okay. the street. We'll get some nachos, and uh, we'll uh, hoof it over. All right. Nick gets some nachos. There's an exchange of paperwork. Gets nachos and an invoice. <laughs> <laughs> Does Mitt print invoices yet? Is that... It's out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Is this like one of those Red Robin uh, like receipt things? Yeah, like... yeah. He, Mitt is like the... Uh... 
when you rent a car and they they just give you like the little uh slip at the end when you've checked the car back in yeah. I, I rent a ton of cars, as you know. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, the I guess that Teslas. I guess that like little built-in printer reference will be more relevant for other people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very sorry. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, you don't see exactly how Mitt produces the invoice, but it does happen. And uh, you know, wait, really why good. would Mitt produce the invoice? Because he's, they... he's getting he's getting the prices from them. He's basically giving them a blank invoice to fill out. Oh, okay. Because I doubt most bars keep invoices under the bar. <laughs> okay. I, I think he has probably come to an arrangement that he and at least Vaughn's accountant are aware of. <laughs> it's just like Ericene's tab, except uh, except it's except it's more paperwork uh, in a different way for yep. they got they who... got to track expenses for the shop. <sighs> Which this also is... doesn't have a name, incidentally. <laughs> I mean, uh, ideally, after this uh, brewery gets going, that invoice winds up in the negatives. So what? Well, eventually, the the I I believe Vons would love to provide beer for the dumpster. Uh, I see. Uh, oh so my god! You, an update you your, can't talk. You, you cannot talk about you. You just can't try to explain accounting to me. An accountant? Yeah. I I'm know. sorry. You just can't do it. I've worked on both sides of that equation, and you just described it so badly. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, aren't you so excited that we're going to get into uh, brewery accounting in this game? Oh, boy. I get to go back 10 years in my career. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you should be super good at it then. All right. Let's see how this goes. Fuck so. me. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So we arrive at the brewery. Yay. You all pack up. You arrive at the brewery. Ericene and Grix, did you bring Aramith with you? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. She why, wants yeah. To come? Yeah, if sure. she wants. She's I'm willing to help. I mean, I'm assuming she'd like to know what's going on with this. And if she doesn't explicitly want to know what's going on with this, I would probably explain to her later anyway, since okay. she was literally there yeah. when we ran into Mitt. I'm going to say, and she is a woman of means and of different means than you guys have access to. In the same way, at least. So theoretically, you yeah. might be able to do something else to help as well. All right. You, you all end up at the brewery. You find Vons clamped onto Wealthy. Still hurt? Um, I mean, yeah, still injured. And Uh-oh. Because this is the same night, if that wasn't yeah. really apparent. Oh, yeah. You can see that um, Lucky is packing up the first aid kit and looking a little bit dejected because there's just not a lot she can do for this one. Oh. Uh, <laughs> unless, uh, hey. she, uh, unless she gets the, the potions out. Uh, whoa, I, I can help. I got it. I go cast Cure Light Wounds. Hey, Vons, your friends are here. One of them's casting Cure Light Wounds. Oh, that's so sweet. Uh, Holy moly, I rolled a max. Eight. Nice. Vons, you heal eight. Oh, well, that's, uh, that leaves me a negative two, if I understand correctly. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, ha- you, have a, you still have a bruise that's kind of in just soreness around that spot where you're pretty sure you had a rib cracked, but everything else is good. Uh, just for the sake of the cameras, we'll make sure that they're still somewhat visible. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everyone's getting that Vaughn shirtless scene. Mm. Yeah, all of the people watching the video podcast right now are really enjoying this. I'm sorry for everybody who's only got the audio version. Uh, just picture, just picture if uh, if uh, um, uh, Ian Malcolm from uh, Jurassic Park One was uh, shirtless and uh, and a fox, uh, and a fox. Oh dear God! You just created some material Why? for some folks. Okay. Why not? I, did. Um, I, I could see Vaughn's, uh, you know, a couple look. steps to the left having a real Ian Malcolm chaos theory. Oh, yeah. Energy. yeah. Like, oh, yeah. totally. 
Totally. I invite that, that character is two steps from living in a in a, a trap dumpster behind a drug <laughs> The only reason he doesn't is because he has tenure at a university. <laughs> that seems extremely accurate. I invite our fan artists to figure that one out. And uh, as far as the tenure thing goes, I think Vons's uh, attempts to scribble onto that orb are still in process. <laughs> Can it be? Vons in the EML composition, except also doing the like touching the finger of God thing, and EML yeah. is the God figure. Oh, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> leather jacket. Can, can God have a leather jacket too? Yeah, I mean, God is just basically God can do just whatever one. So yes. Uh, I send Mitt back to bed, uh-huh. and Lucky. Hey, Vons, how you doing, buddy? I'm not tired. Just kidding. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> And Lucky's just like, take care of him, okay? Yeah. Don't worry, we will. All right. Gonna go sleep for my last final. This is fine. She goes upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) My God, Lucky is charming. Okay. Let me know if you want me to bribe anyone. Someone tried that already. They got expelled. They don't have my charisma. You gotta laugh, and she has to sleep. <laughs> hey, Avant, uh, you had of uh, another bad dream, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry, bud. Does he tell us about the dream? I tell him what I saw. I tell them what I saw, but he still hasn't told, and tell them that he still hasn't told me about the dream. You do have your cockroach nachos. Well, yeah. You like them. And then uh, Vons will start talking after probably two mouthfuls. And it'll still be kind of around nachos, but he'll be like, "That's fine, yeah, we get it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, he'll explain the the events as he okay. remembers them. You give everyone the full details. It sounds like, damn. So like, that's crazy. My question is, have you at any at any point since it was you know that creature that was following you, you know it. It wasn't like running, chasing, gonna like hurt you or anything. It was just, it seemed like maybe it wanted to talk to you. So did you consider just like trying to talk to it? It was running at points. It It was was running at points. It was big and stompy. Sure. But like, you know, you could try talking to it next time. (sighs) I mean, next time you see it. So like, and I get that that's like, you know, against your nature, but I just figure maybe like it couldn't hurt. Oh, it super is against his nature. But um, question for the DM, would mm-hmm. Vons have gotten any indication during that time that this thing was at all in the mood for conversation? No, but you were also panicked and running. Mm-hmm. So that would make you inclined to view anything as a threat from this creature. Yeah. But, you know, it didn't hold up a, a Looney Tune sign saying, please talk to me. It didn't vocalize anything. It was completely silent. And it didn't like stop and wave. It was always approaching you or reaching for you. You need to make Looney Tunes signs more available. Um, <laughs> the rats have a monopoly. Oh my goodness. The rats? Vaughn's definitely wants a Looney Tunes sign now. Where do you think Bartholomew gets all his little signs? No. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well. Anyway, that's just like my idea. Because I feel like all of the ways that you said that you've gotten hurt were from, you know, incidental things like falling and hurting your ankle or like, you know, 
hurting yourself on a tree or like, uh, I don't know, like, you know, falling, like jumping and uh, hitting the surface of the ocean. Well, when Vaughn's got a hold of that squirrel, did that squirrel seem like it was even capable of even squirrely communication? Um, it also didn't vocalize, so it's hard to tell. Yeah, it's totally silent, right? Mm-hmm. Both of the creatures have been completely silent, including you're pretty sure you didn't hear either of them breathe. Yeah, so Vons is going to say, um, yeah, yeah, they seem they seemed like almost autonomous. I mean, he's talking around chips and mm-hmm. yes. cheese and cockroach. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, they seemed like they seemed like oh shit, I should just like do this with it seemed like they had like, like they were automatons. Oh yeah, we definitely don't yeah, have don't to do that. it like that. <laughs> no. We can that, imagine. That, that was fun for a bit though. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one was okay. I'm sure you can figure that out later. Yeah, they seemed like automatons, like like they weren't like they weren't uh like they weren't people. I'm not sure well, you can talk to them. Sure, but like you can't know that for sure until you get you beaten know. to a pulp by them. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, uh huh. You could try to, uh huh. I'm just saying you could try. <laughs> Sometimes we try to help our friends by saying what we would do in a situation, and maybe our friend says, "Oh yeah, that sounds like a good idea," and maybe our friend says, "No, fuck you. I would never do that." <laughs> And so, like, maybe this is the situation where you're just saying, no, fuck you. I would never do that. And I'll say, okay. Yeah. Vons is, um, he's short of saying no, fuck you, but he's definitely giving a look like not an option. Fine. (laughs) You don't have to do that. I'm just saying it is an option. Um, Vons is wishing that his friend Grix might be able to um, somehow project what he remembers in all the details. With with, uh, like a combination of uh, detect thoughts and silent image. Like like with a dash of empathy, (laughs) if that's possible. Mm -hmm. So that people could understand how scared Bonds was. Uh, Yes. Grix, make an intelligence check. Okay. And that's going to be... A uh, natural one. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I think you remember something about this, but you just can't place it. Yeah, so I read about this thing called, uh, um, uh, what, uh, uh, trepa, tre- tre- trepanation? Tre- trepanate? <laughs> yeah, I think I can, uh, project the thing out of, out of your Can I do socket. an intelligence check? <laughs> Here, I got a screwdriver. Hold still. I'm going to say, you can't about trepanation specifically. You don't have enough magical knowledge to go for the other thing he knew. Uh, I appreciate that it's magical somehow. On trepanation, I got a 23, and that's a prime. Yeah, you're pretty sure that's a bad idea. No, no, we're not doing trepanation. No, because that's drilling a hole in someone's skull. And uh, that's not a thing that I want to see. And really not a thing that I feel would uh, be beneficial for the business. Yeah, okay. And Ericene, like, puts puts her hands up, like, come at me. I, I got nothing. Uh, yeah, I was just throwing it out there. I, I agree with Aracene. It pays to be trepidatious about trepanation, generally speaking. <laughs> wow, mom, thanks. Actually, actually, who was that speaking? That that was, that was Aramith. Aramith, okay. Who 
Ian totally hadn't forgotten was here in the scene. <laughs> she was being like, you know, polite. Yeah, polite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's not a part. She's not directly a part of whatever else was going on with this. Wealthy, make your own intelligence check just because you know about spells. Um, Vaughn's, this is too far out of your wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. That is a six on the die, plus five is 11, plus two is 13. And nice. But it is a prime. Yep. This was way outside your field of study, but you did hear about it. Yeah, I don't generally, int- didn't generally intend to do surgery. Uh, no, no, not that no, part. No, not that one. <laughs> um, you actually, I think you actually helped Grix find this initially, or Grix kind of ended up down a rabbit hole in the wrong section of the library and probably told you about it. I don't remember exactly, but when you were researching COGS issues, or rather, you ran into memory magic, which sounded like something might have happened to COG, and you remember that there's a selection of spells from that kind of sub-practice, and you vaguely remember that one of them is actually basically reaching into people's memories, and in the one you were, like, you vaguely remember being shown one once, kind of in one of your really early survey classes, while you're still deciding what you wanted to focus on, where, like, the caster could draw an image out of their or another's brain, like a remembered image, and it would be, it would control ink and spread it out onto a paper in a way that then drew the image. So something like that. And there's probably a more powerful version that would do the projection that Vons is asking for. So the spell exists. So I tell them that there is a spell. I only had a couple of minutes looking at it, but I know it's out there and we can probably find it because it would probably be helpful to see what, what, Vons is seeing. Sure. There you go. That's my contribution. <laughs> yeah, can we can we do that thing? And if so long as it doesn't involve drilling? No drilling involved. Potential invasion of privacy, but no drilling. Oh Vons gets nervous at the lack lack of privacy. <laughs> All I mean Vaughn uh, <laughs> as open a book as he is and as absurd as he is, I don't think anybody would be surprised by anything, but you know, he's weird. Aramith puts a hand on your shoulder and is like, don't worry, you can control what comes out when someone else is doing it as long as they are patient about it. Oh, yes. Fill me with sweet lies. <laughs> oh, no. We do this at parties all the time. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Drop in, drop out, right? <laughs> in our case, it was to settle bets about oh. who had slept with the same person. <laughs> if it really was the same person. I feel like we've got some more history on Aramith to hear about. Uh, oh, hundreds of years worth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. My mom's real old. Thank you, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, even compared to me, who is like the old lady of this group, you know? <laughs> Shut up, mom. You're always talking about how old you are. <laughs> <laughs> is that a mark of pride among elves? Depends on the elf. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I oh, That's fair. It kind of depends on the human too, right? Yeah. But yeah. all right. So it sounds like y'all have a plan. Uh, uh Like mean, just to find the to research. Yeah. Yeah. At least for this. Yeah. I think we have yeah. a plan. I don't want to cut it off, but we've run a little long. So yeah, we have. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So yeah, you all have figured out a next step to maybe do. I assume we all stay around in comfort Vons for a while. Yeah, hey Vons, uh, you remember uh, remember when you summoned that dragon? That was really cool, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a dad for a dragon. Oh, yeah. yeah. How'd, how'd, oh, how'd... we should invite we should invite Shield to the 
to the brewery opening. I mean, I shouldn't put it that way. Do they want yeah. child support? Is that how that works? I don't no, want. No, I don't no. think I can afford. I think you should child definitely support. offer. Yeah, it's, it's only polite. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you are Shield's daddy. <laughs> have you have you tried summoning any other dragons? Do dragons play baseball? Should I be playing baseball with him? What is baseball? Oh my god! Yeah, you, should, you can play in our game. You should definitely invite him to be on like the brewery hitball league. Yeah. Have you tried to summon any other uh, dragons, Valens? No, no. I, I'm worried about having additional responsibility. Ah, uh, you, you should try again. Then try why it. do you keep collecting children? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Valens, try to summon a dragon. <laughs> right, Valens, do it. Right now? Yeah. It kind of sounds like a lot. No, it'll, it'll cheer you up if you summon a dragon. <laughs> you, you have some uh, alchemical materials, materials next to you, if you really want to try. <laughs> I'm... The last last time it took a like uh, an a, an explosive device. Uh, <laughs> I bet you yeah. can figure it out. You can make an intelligence check if you really make want a, to. Make a make a make a small explosion, just a real small one. The small. Just one go downstairs. Can. No, I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Well. I'm fine. No, 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 Aris, You shouldn't pressure people into having children. <laughs> Was that a specific inside joke that I'm that Aaron is not getting? Not just that like, I knew of. <laughs> not really. It just hit Adam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, fine. I guess I guess you won't play along, so I can't do my joke. But anyway, the next time you all want to take a ride, uh, I've got a. I can summon a dragon now, uh, just like how Vaughn's did. Except it, mine's not real and uh, is only temporary. Oh my god. Yeah. And here's the really cool part. I think we can use it to get down to the surface. No. 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 You don't want that. Surface bad. Surface bad. Okay. Not that. I don't know. Vaughn's just like burrows under whatever bedding he's got. Hey, buddy. Yeah. And we spend the rest of the night consoling Vaughn. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. Ericene fucks off with her mom. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I spend the rest. Because I think that she's pretty sure that Vaughn's like doesn't want to be comforted by her. Aw, um, (laughs) real quick as we wrap up, Vaughn's roll a strength check for me. A strength check. Mm -hmm. Well, this is at a minus one. Okay. Ooh, six. Finally, the dice decides to fuck me. So that's uh. Plus four, I guess that brings that to ten. All right, wealthy, you don't take any damage from. Oh, Vons okay. Very tight hug. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we will wrap it there. <laughs> Primary attribute has been imagined and brought to life by the people you just heard. For more information about the podcast, check out our website, primaryattribute.com. For questions and comments and feedback. Email us at letters at primaryattribute.com. To follow us on social media, you can find us at facebook.com slash primaryattributepod, on Twitter at primeattribute, and at primaryattribute.tumblr.com for all of our blazed posts. Castles and Crusades is published by Troll Lord Games. Our theme music was composed by Aaron. Our logo was designed by Adam. This week's editor was Ian. Thanks, Ian! Thanks for listening, and we hope you tune in next time to Primary Attribute.
oh boy, I get to go back 10 years in my career. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you should be super good at it then. All right. Let's see how this goes. Fuck me. (laughs) Real as well. (laughs) We cannot. Stop. I'm stop. I'm stop. I'm stop. I'm sorry. Actually, legit, whoever is is, editing uh, editing has to cut that out. Part or all yeah, of it? <laughs> okay. Part. Sorry. All right. Did did okay. we just trigger Aaron? No, yeah. it's a whole thing that I absolutely cannot have on record. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Wait, remembers. We'll explain after of... the recording is over. Yeah. Well. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So we yeah, editor, going, cut everything going. from the. Joke, we believe in you. It so. might be even better if it was just bleeped every time we said that, and then everybody hearing this gets to wonder what the hell was under that bleep. Then maybe. <laughs> oh no, no, don't bleep out. I'd probably bleep the entire phrase too. Yeah, the whole yeah, phrase. Sure. I'm really looking forward to all of this ending up in the stinger with every yeah. incidence of their phrase bleeped out, just to make it yeah. completely yeah. incoherent. Very excited for uh, the editor. Yeah. Congrats. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so, we so you all. The brewery.